So uh, when I was a, a grade school student here, my brothers and sister, sisters and I, we would walk to school. All right, so we lived on 14th Street, and we'd walk down Oak Street to 7th and kind of cut down uh, to school. And we do that every day. Uh, and on the way, on Oak Street, maybe like Oak and 11th or Oak and 12th, 10th Street there, there's a house. Uh, one of my classmates, uh, Jennifer, uh, lived there, and she was in my class. And so, I think it was like third grade, this happened. And, and we would stop by their house on the way to school, and she would join us, and she would walk, walk to school with us. And then she would walk home with us. That's just what we did. Well, then one day, uh, after we had uh, picked Jennifer up and on our way to school, we were walking, I, I did a silly thing. I'll show you. Um, so we were walking, and she was next to me, and and I, I and it was just I was just goofing around, but I I did one of these things where I, I just I threw my leg up and I kicked her in in the behind, and and I and whether it was whether she it hurt or maybe she was embarrassed or whatever. Uh, she was she was so mad, she was so angry at me because I had kicked her. She wouldn't talk to me for the rest of the way to school. And then it was time to uh, come home, and she decided that she didn't want to walk with us. So, okay, and I had apologized, like on the way to school. I mean, I realized that she was upset, and I I, I said I was sorry, but she was angry, and that was it. So, so the next day we we're walking to school and we stopped by her house to pick her up and she uh, refused to walk to school with us. Her mom came out and said, you know, Jennifer doesn't want to walk to school with you. And as it turns out, she never walked to school with us again. She wouldn't, she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't talk to me unless she had to in class, but that was it. It was over, whatever. So the third grade drama uh, extended uh, forever, all right, and, uh, and that kind of bothered me. Here I am, I'm 58 years old, right, and I still remember that. I don't, I don't feel bad about it anymore. I mean, I told her I was sorry, and it was silly, and, but I like, I wonder what, yeah, how could something so inexplicable, so small, become such a huge thing that it would, it would warrant, uh, her being mean to me, being mean to little Danny Deutsch. Huh? It's like, what gives? That's terrible. So, and I think of that. Um, here we have, uh, you know, Jesus uh, giving us a lesson about this very thing. Peter thinks he's going to impress Jesus. How many times do I have to forgive? Seven times? Like he's going to throw that number out because that's a, that's the perfect Semitic number, right? Seven is the is the best number. So seven times is like if you're going to forgive, that's the best. And and Jesus says, no, there's no math to mercy. There's no mathematics of mercy. You want to know how many times you forgive? You forgive for seventy-seven times. Now that's not a throwaway number. If you go back to Genesis. Genesis 4. Uh, there's a scoundrel by the name of Lamech. 
Lamech uh, was in the line of Cain. In the seventh, in the, in the seventh, seventh, seventh generation from the line of Cain. All right, and he he said that if you wrong me, I will hurt you. If you cross me, I will kill you. Lamech will be avenged seventy-seven times. So what Jesus is doing, he's saying, none of that. You know, you've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. But I say to you, whatever that was, it's over. Because where you couldn't forgive before, now you can because you have me. And so he gives this example of this king who's got servants and the servant owes a huge amount now, in the other uh, Gospels, it actually tells you how much. A thousand talents. Now, a thousand talents is an enormous amount of money. A thousand talents is, you know, based on the Semitic wage scale at that time, a day laborer made one denarii a day. Which, if you measure that against a thousand talents, it would take 10,000 years to earn a thousand talents. Ten thousand years. In other words, this amount of money that this guy owes is not payable. It's, it is something that he is never going to be able to make up. Now in a spiritual context, that's called mortal sin. What's mortal sin? Mortal sin is something that we know is wrong, uh, seriously wrong, and we, and we freely choose to do it anyways. Serious, knowledge, freedom. That's mortal sin. And when we do that, we destroy our relationship with God. We, there's a breach. There is a debt that we owe then that cannot be paid back because we can't pay it back. Only the king can forgive it. So in terms of a spiritual context, in terms of the sin that we commit, there are those debts that we incur by our behavior that are absolutely not payable. It is only the king and his generosity, mercy, and love for us who forgives the whole debt. He doesn't expect the servant to pay it back because he can't. So he forgives it outright. So to have the guy turn around and not show that mercy... But when there's a lack of mercy, there's also an escalation of violence. Because not only does he not forgive, he throttles the man and, 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 and chokes him. Where there's an absence of mercy. So the very thing that was done to him, the man now turns around and refuses to do for somebody else. Here is the lesson. We owe God a debt we cannot pay back. In his mercy and love for us, he forgives the debt with the expectation that we turn around and do the same for our brothers and sisters. Do you remember uh, your, your first confession? Do you? I made my first confession down in St. Pat's. And back then there was no little lobby area 
there's just pews all the way to the back steps. And we were standing in the pews, near the, like looking at those confessionals. And I was strategic and uh, I got over to Father Miller's line because nobody wanted to go to Father Roberts because he just yelled. <laughs> and and he, was, he, was, he was grumpy. And, you know, but Father Miller, he was like so kind and understanding. Mercy. And so we have confessions every day here. Because we all have debts we have to pay, but we can't. And so we need to go to the king and we have to say, please forgive me. Please forgive my debt. And he does. Without question. No matter what it is, he forgives it. Every day. Jesus is there in the confessional waiting to, to just wipe it all away. You know, I, some people are afraid to come because they think, oh gosh, you know, Father's going to recognize my voice. Guess what? I do. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's totally fine. But here's the thing. The, the grace of orders works. I, I, I couldn't re remember what you said to me if I tried. There's so many sins that get confessed in this, in this church. There's so much sin in St. Charles. <laughs> you know, thank you. You keep us busy. With all those numbers, don't flatter yourself. Your, your sins aren't that special. You think, boy, I, just, I, can't, I can't believe God will forgive this. I can't forgive it. I can't forgive myself. Are you, are you saying that? Somehow, your sin is so big that the omnipotent, omniscient God, the creator of the universe, can't forgive it? That's the sin of pride. All right? No, it doesn't work that way. He forgives it. You gotta, just got to go and say, like this, this dude, you know? He begged. He did him homage. Be patient. I'll pay it back. You don't have to pay it back. Just don't do it again. And if you do, come back and we'll take care of it. But there's only one thing. When you leave here, you have to go and forgive that person that you're still angry at. Now, let's, let's face it. We've all had things happen in our life that really upset us. We've all been hurt. We've all gone through terrible experiences. And look at the things that we do to each other. In our relationships with each other. You know, the the people that hold in their hearts deep wounds, abusive relationships, abuse, addictions, infidelities, you know, disappointments. People have hurt us. Just look at the cross. He came and paid a debt he did not owe because we owe a debt we cannot pay. Look at him. When God gave us Jesus, he didn't give us, as Bonaventure says, 
not pennies but a person, not a slave but a son, and giving us Jesus, he gave us all that he was, all that he could, all that he had. There's nothing more that God can give to us. He's given us everything. And we're going to turn around looking at that and be stingy? We have to forgive. It's a non-negotiable. It is the only thing that the Lord expects of you for wiping away your debt. You say, but no, if you only knew what this person did to me, the Lord knows what this person did to you. And so he did that for you. It's okay. You say, but I try and I can't. Okay. That happens. Do you still, like, if you think of something that somebody did to you a long time ago, and do you still have that, like, lurch in your stomach, that, ugh, that pit? Do you have it? That's good information. Don't ignore it. Get it healed. You say, I don't know how. I try. So, two things, real quick. On one hand, we can look at the things that have happened to us that, that, that we're still angry about, where we haven't forgiven somebody, and don't know how, and just say, you know what, let me stop for a second and think about that, that thing that happened. Is it possible that God has already in my life worked that bad thing to a good? Did that thing change me in some way that's made me a better person, more compassionate, more caring, more aware of uh, my need for, for uh, forgiveness? How has the Lord taken something that I, I'm still angry about and without me even knowing it, worked it to the good? And because he's worked it to the good and I'm better, now I can look back at that person who I've been angry at and say, you know what, you helped me. I forgive you. Thank you. God bless you. Or, the other one, is that sometimes we just have to make the intellectual assent, an act of the will, and say, I forgive this person. Now, we all know you don't mean it. But you've got to say it. I forgive. I forgive you. Because you did this to me. I forgive you. I'm making an act of the will, an intellectual proposition. I don't mean it. I don't feel it. But I'm saying it. And I'm going to do it every day. And I'm going to ask the Lord to take that intellectual thing and make it a movement of my heart. And guess what? He does it. If you stick with it and you trust him, he's going to do it. But you've got to, st- you've got to do it every day. I forgive you. I don't mean it. I'm still angry at you. I don't like you. But I forgive you in here. And all of a sudden you're going to wake up one morning and it's going to be here. And you are going to feel free. It's going to be over. Maybe Jennifer Jackman will one day take it from here and bring it down to here. And maybe she already has. Because I have long since forgiven her. Pope Francis says this. If you want to live a life of joy, you have to live a life of mercy.